What a great opportunity to be in Lord Minster with you all again. It's always a treat, and um, y'all are just the best. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Best some things we want to share. And um, wow, just what a presence and to be in. You know what I sense is um, is quality. You know, you go to a lot of churches, <laughs> you don't always find quality. I mean, not, that's not a, well, it may be, <laughs> a negative report. But I just sense there's quality here. And it's because you are who you are. You know who you are in Christ. You're, you're word people. And you have great leaders. And, you, and you're disciples. And um, that's one of the things Jesus told us to do, to go and not only preach the gospel to people to be saved, but to make disciples. And it's very important to make disciples because how else will there be preachers? How else will there be teachers? How else will there be leaders? Unless they first become disciples. So it's very, very important. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've always stand, stood amazed that God didn't rent Yankee Stadium out for me the first time I got up to preach. <laughs> but after I heard myself, I realized why. <laughs> I don't wonder that anymore. But uh, it's true. You, there's, there's, there's training. There's times you just come and you sit and you listen. Sometimes you sit and listen for years. But that's okay. You, if you are faithful over little things, you know what the Word says. Make you faithful over much. So um, keep a good spirit. Don't give up. Don't give out. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Stand and keep standing. Um, I have an illustration that a lady in our church, um, she, in her, at her job, um, she was told that she would get a promotion and it was several other people. They have to all be men. And they got their promotion quick and they got their raise quick. She never got hers for a whole year. And she told me later, she said, I almost lost it all many times. I would go want to just say something, you know, to the boss, whatever. She said, you know, I kept my, I kept my coup. I, I just wanted to be faithful. I wanted to do it right and look to God. And my goodness... One day the boss called her in and just blew her away with what she got because of her attitude and her faithfulness and just keeping on, keeping her hands to the plow. You know, that's what it says, keep hands to the plow. If you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom. A lot of applications to that. And uh, so I'm just plowing the field. What about y'all? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap tonight. Woo! <laughs> But the righteousness which is of faith, you don't have to turn, I'm just going to read this to you. But the righteousness of faith, the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is, bring Christ from the dead. Or who shall descend into the deep, that is, bring up Christ from the dead. But what saith it? This is the message. The word is nigh thee. What word? The word, the message, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. I'm telling you, folks, y'all are quality folks. You've been taught quality doctrine. You're you, you're you're firmly founded on the on the on the gospel. And thank y'all to thank God for that. And thank God. Give yourself a hand clap and give the Bounds family a hand clap. And all those that have served all this time, um, look, y'all. I'm, I'm, 
I, I, I've been knowing y'all, some of y'all for a while, and that just struck me as I stood up, this is quality. And uh, praise God. I've never said that to a church before. I don't know if I've ever said it to mine. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. But uh, anyway, God is good, and uh, we want to get started here. What a time to be together on a Saturday night. Woo! God is so good. I'm telling you what. I don't know. I'd rather be here in Holland. Hey, what about you? What about that, Eric? I'd rather be here, here tonight than getting the cows in the barn tonight. Amen? Wow. Glory to God. But all these people, you know, in the world that's looking for stuff and, and uh, looking for prosperity, looking for peace of mind, looking for joy, looking for fulfillment and, and all that stuff, they're all trying to look for it everywhere and we got it right here to give to them free. Amen. Right, Joshua? We talked about that yesterday for a while. You know, Jesus is the answer to the world. What a, it's not a cliche. It's not just an old song that we used to sing all the time. He is the answer. That is the message. And we should never get tired nor apologize for the fact that He is the message. It's all about Him. It's not about me, not about you. It's all about Him. And I want to tell you, and you and I need to tell them, that Jesus is alive. The tomb is empty. The sun came up today. Whoa, how much more do we want? He's coming back to get us. And until He does, we're going to live in His kingdom and have the things that He wants us to have. We're blessed. I'm free from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. All right, praise God. I want to talk to you tonight about um, being unmovable or being steadfast. Now, I was sitting out there working on the synagogue. Brandon, you ever talk like that to God? He gives you a message and you get to, this can't be God. <laughs> if anybody's unmovable, it's a Saturday night crowd, you would think. <laughs> but just perhaps, somewhere down the road, you have a situation that would present itself where it would look like it's no hope, and you're going to have to be unmovable to stand. And you teach to those that want to be teachable. They learn, and they grow, and they execute it. We can hear the Word all the time until we do it. It doesn't do you a lot of good. So we want to talk about that tonight. But first of all, I want to share something. Then um, uh, midnight, is that right? Uh, Ann's going, No. <laughs> I do want to share something that God gave me, and I'll probably repeat some of this tomorrow um, because some aren't here that will be here. But I believe that it's good that the church hears some positive things. Uh, you know, you don't stand up and tell stories, but there are positive things that God's put on my heart to share with you that, that, um, that I know a little bit about. Not a whole lot about some, but some I do. I'm just honored to be here, as, Anna, as I was saying, and Anne's been with me all this time. 41 years. Praise God. We got married when we were six. <laughs> we get younger all the time. Every time I tell that story, I have to go down in age, you know, because we're getting older looking. But uh, anyway, she is um, outside of God, and Jesus, she's the best gift I ever got. And um, praise God. I didn't hear any applause. I didn't hear any water on my back like the football coach gets or anything. That's when you know you're in the ministry, when you have dreams about being watered 
from a cooler ducked on your back after a great sermon. <laughs> never happens. Maybe I've never preached a great sermon. I don't know. But anyway, but uh, just I just want to share something about this house that's in my heart that God put on my heart and that I have observed too. And, and I, I think it'll do us some good. And I, I know it. I know it will. Again, and I'm honored to be here. We don't just say that. You know, you have great ministers. Brownie, David, my, my, my. Jonathan, Tia. They won't, live out, won't need to leave out uh, Liberty and Matthew either. We're all connected in this thing, you know. Um, but there's one thing, and, and as being a minister, that I understand that is very important about a work, about a church. You come to a foreign place, you, you establish a church, you just obey the Lord, okay? It's pretty simple. But there comes a time when things have to transition. And that tells the tale. So much is, is said by how that transition is made. And uh, it's a painful time. But transition has come more than once for y'all. And you've, every time you've, you've cleared that hurdle, you've been faithful. I'm going to tell you something. Just get ready. Just get ready. I know you hear it probably all the time. Just get ready. Just get ready. I'm telling you again. God's going to continue to bless. God is into full houses. God just dealt that with me. You know, He called a wedding feast. Invited them all to come. They sent out the invitation. The other one says, I've got to work and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And then He tells the servants, go the highways and the byways. What's He saying? I want my house full. I want my house full. And somewhere along, and I'm generally speaking here now, okay? But generally speaking, as ministers, we have just sort of compromised and settled and gotten satisfied if we think it's a good crowd. I think we'll have standing room only. They'll be lined up outside. Amen? Amen. I mean, it really has nothing to do with the, with the preacher. I mean, well, to some degree, I'm sure. But I mean, if the Word is being preached and there's an anointing there, this is the place that has everything that world's looking for. So, and that's the way. God is not pleased with vacant settings. He's not going to have any vacant settings. Remember those David Engel's songs? There's a whole lot of people going home. There'll be no vacant settings there. Praise God, His house is going to be full. I'm so glad about that. We're going to be there. Amen? Hallelujah. So let's fill the house. Amen? Let's go the highways and the byways. And how I got on that, I don't know. But anyway, great ministers. You've been so blessed to have that. The heart, their heart is after you and uh, your well-being, and, and that's very evident. But also, you got to have something to work with, and that's you. Amen. And um, praise God, you've been so faithful. You've accomplished so much. And your destiny, corporately and individually, is outstanding, bright, wonderful, loving, kind, secure, blessed. God's walking not only with you and for you, but in you. Amen. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yeah. Amen. That is your head. That's our right. That's who we are. And we, if we become a, conscious of that fact, of His presence in us, man, when we wake up every morning, the devil ought to run in a fit. Because yeah. we know who we are. Yeah. Glory to God. We cast Him out the time we just wake up. He's got to go. Amen. That's the way it should be. We're getting there, right? I heard a, uh, this statement of the night um, at a Christian uh, crusade uh, concert. Your future 
is in God's memory. He's already been to the end and come back. He's the Alpha and the Omega. So your future is not in doubt. It's in His memory. And He says, I don't forget. i got a plan for you with a good outcome. Whoa! Glory to God! Hallelujah. You are a city on a hill shining forth to the community, to the nation, to the world. And I say that to this church and I'll say it again tomorrow. Um, That is a big and a very important statement because it's been prophesied. I've been here when it was prophesied about the the bright light for this nation and the world. So that's your destiny. You're a salt to the earth. You don't only add flavor, but salt preserves and stops decay. Glory to God. Well, down in the south, I guess that y'all used to that up here used to kill hogs. Y'all kill hogs around here? Not anymore. Used to kill hogs. You know, my grandfather's had a, he had a farm. We'd go down there, it'd be cold, and they'd kill hogs. And they'd skin them and do all the stuff. They'd, and then they'd have this big drum. They'd have a fire on it, and they'd throw the whatever part of the hog in there, and it would cook, and they'd smell and all that stuff, and have cracklings, and we had crackling cornbread. You remember that? Y'all don't remember that. We remember that. And, uh, but uh, they don't do those kinds of things much anymore. But that salt, they would take those hams and didn't have refrigeration. They would salt those hams down, just rub them with salt and hang them out in the smokehouse. Right? And uh, they'd stay there all summer. But they would not decay. They would not run. Why? Because of the salt. Praise God. That's what we are to the earth. Amen. If the church wasn't here, it'd be decayed. Amen. I promise you, it'd be stinking good again. So be steadfast and accomplish the dream and your destiny God has for you. Okay? We'll share that again in the morning. If you're back, you'll get to hear it twice. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I am so blessed. I am so blessed. Hey, Kim, how you doing? It's good to see you. It is, isn't it? We'll have speaks later. <laughs> Being unmovable, steadfast. Six things that we want to look at here. I promise you it won't take long. Well, not too long. Six things, six things to uh, remember to help you become unmovable. You know, when I was thinking about this this afternoon as the Lord began to share these things with me, I, and I, I have this memory and... I don't know why it is, but the older I get, I remember things back when I was small and yesterday. You know, I have trouble with that. Glory to God. Amen. That's not a bad confession. It's healed. Amen. Glory to God. But um, I remember I was about 10 years old. We have Little League Baseball down where we're from. And, buddy, I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. Anyway, I'm, I, I'm on base and the guy hits the ball and I'm around in third base and we're playing our rival, Shannon, Mississippi. It's smaller than where we're from. Anyway, but uh, old boy playing... Uh, was catching, you know, I had on the shin guards and the face mask, you know, and the, the chest protector and the big old mitt and the whole thing. Well, I'm rounding third. I'm about 10. And there he is, Rex Mask. Rex was always a big boy. He was born big. <coughs> and uh, I didn't know him that well at that time. We got to be real good friends later on in life. But uh, anyway, buddy, I plowed into him and he was an unmovable object. <laughs> 
I didn't come anywhere being close to being safe. I mean, all I felt was shin guards and a mask and a big mitt, boom, right here. I'm down and out. The umpire said, I get up, tuck my little tail and go over to the beach. I never, again, tried to run over Rex's mask. <laughs> but you know what? He was an, an unmovable object in my life. We need to be unmovable in our faith. Six things that we want to talk about, I just want to bring out here briefly. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Very, very familiar. Uh, you know, uh, refer back to Brother Hagen as we do many times, but he'll, how many tapes have I hit the start button? And he'll say, turn to Mark eleven twenty-three. I'm going, oh my God, I can quote that thing upside down. I can't. And look, if you... Set your mind to understand and learn something. You will. You you can't exhaust the Scripture. So just keep listening to the same old thing. It is life and light. And uh, just keep learning. Keep digging. God will take you deeper and deeper into these things. Okay, in Luke 4, 18, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, in verse 19, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I think there are like six things listed there uh, that I wrote down. And if we'll remember these things, as we're faced with situations, as we're faced with temptation, as we're faced with faced with crisis here and this and this test and whatever we're, we're facing. Y'all ever face things in life? Oh, I know you do. We all. We're, if we're breathing, we do. Because the devil's going to see to it. He's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen? But he's a loser. Amen, he's a loser. Because we're going to stand. And I'm not going to be moved with what I see and what I hear. I'm like a tree planted by the waters. You remember that old hymn? A tree planted by the waters. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. Y'all come on. I feel like George Beverly Shade. Woo! Amen. You did good. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's better than ours, I promise. <laughs> we won't be moved. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive. Recover with sight to the blind, to set liberty and the bruised, and to preach acceptable year of the Lord. Now, if we'll, there's some things in here that if we will just remember when we're faced with these things, if we'll stand on these things and count on them, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And we'll stand on these things. Praise God, we won't move. And we'll stand. And as Ephesians 6 told us and teaches us about the armor of God, when you've done all you know to do to stand, just stand. I'm telling you, just stand. Don't cut and run. And we so want to. Just stand. As the commercial used to say, don't let them see you sweat. Just stand. And we can do that if we know who we are and He's with us and in us and for us. And we know who we are in Christ Jesus. And we know who our enemy is. And He's not going, oh, greater is He's in me than He's in this world. 
So we've got to be grounded in these things. We've got to know these things. And these are things we must remember because you will get an opportunity to stand. Jesus says, I'm anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. The gospel is the good news. Amen? So Jesus is good news to the poor. Poor in any and every area of life. Poor in spirit. Poor in finances. Poor in health. Poor in relationship. Poor in family. Alright, we can be poor in a lot of ways. But the gospel, the good news, and poor, being poor in those areas, keeps you bound. You are bound to negative. You are bound to saying you can't. You are bound to bad news. Just watch, turn on your TV every night at 5 or 6 o'clock, whenever y'all comes on, and watch the news. 9 and 9 and 9 tenths of it is bad. And buddy, it will do a number on you if you don't know who you are and that Jesus is, is coming back to get us. And he's, he's my God, he's going to meet my need. Jonathan shared with us a while ago. Bad news. If we're poor in that area, well, we're bound to the bad news. But I got something for that. I got good news. Jesus came to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. You can take that poor in spirit. You can take that. We, we all have been, maybe are still a little poverty stricken in some areas. But praise God, Jesus is on the rise. Hallelujah. He's just right there. I'm learning more and more. And then the light comes and darkness has to flee. I'm not poor anymore. Let's say that out loud. I'm not poor anymore. Glory to God. My Father owns the universe. What about y'all? And I got inherited. In fact, Jesus and I are co-heirs. Joint heirs. Wow. So you begin to think about that. And you become unmovable. Oh, the devil comes up. You're not going to make your house payment this month. The devil comes up. You, you know, you're just done, you've done so much wrong, you can never, ever make it to heaven. Has he ever told you any of these lies? All your kids are going to hell. You're going crazy. Come on now, it's, it's honest time. Those things are real, they come against us, do they not? Your daddy had a heart attack, you're going to have a heart attack. It's hereditary. I got a brand new daddy, and he's healed, and he sends healing to me. Glory to God. But you see, that's good news. Can you imagine the world without Christ? Can you imagine a world without the gospel? You and I raised in church. We heard about the gospel. And we heard the good news, good news, good news. And praise God, on March 11, 1976, I acted on the good news. I realized if I didn't have Christ, I'm going to hell. And I need to receive Him. I need to do something. I need to reach to Him. And praise God, I took one step. He met me right there. I wasn't poor anymore. Isn't that good? Punch your neighbor, not in, the fight, not in the mouth. Just punch your neighbor and say, you're not poor anymore. That was for you, Joshua. <laughs> I'm not poor anymore. That's good news. Man, let me tell you something. You go to the hospital, somebody really sick. Hey, good news. By the stripes, you're healed. It's good news. Okay, Jesus said he was anointed to heal the broken hearted. I don't know if anybody can heal a broken heart or a broken spirit except Jesus. 
you may time may go by, it may the sting may ease some, but still hurts. We've all lost loved ones, still hurts. But Jesus heals that broken heart. He takes away the grief. He takes away the the, the pain of that. And it, the great thing I understood finally, they're not in my past, they're in my future. I just had them here for a little while, over to God, you know. But I won't have them in my future for eternity. Take that, devil! Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's how we talk in Mississippi. Tell you, you got to come see us, okay? You're in for our education. Jesus, the heel of a broken heart. Only Jesus. How many people out here in the bars tonight or in this world or wherever, they, don't have, they could be at home and they're so lonely they have a broken heart. What would they give? It is good news. Jesus said, I am anointed to heal your broken heart. And I share this at almost every funeral. I, I speak to the family. Jesus wants to heal your broken heart. And He's anointed to do it. And He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you'll trust Him, He will heal your broken heart. Yes. And only He can do it. Yes. Jesus. Next thing. He's anointed to preach deliverance to the captives. Amplify says, to announce release. The announcer, I want to announce to you, prisoners, you are released. <laughs> I mean, when you're being attacked and just, I'm, I'm just, I can't get out of this, and I'm captive to this thing. Maybe it's a habit, maybe it's a drug, maybe it's a, a, a behavior, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But I just heard the announcer, and he said, I'm free. He said, I'm released. Come on now, y'all get to help me out, because we all been there, hadn't we? And I'm listening for that voice. And then until I hear that voice, I'm moving. I'm on the cut and run, buddy. I want to go back to what I used to be doing. Why does the dog return to his vomit? I don't know what's in the Bible. I'll talk to God about that one day. But he does. So do we. How many people do you and I know that once were strong in church? Right back to where they used to be and probably worse. Why? They were not unmovable. This is nothing, no, I mean, hey, look. Even the very elect, the Bible tells us, are subject to move and to get moved off of their faith. So even the very elect, what about the rest of us? So it's not a judgmental condemnation thing on them. It's a time to rescue the parachute. It's a time to pray for them, to lift them up, to lift them up, to encourage them, say, God loves you, I love you, man, come on. I want to tell you that Jesus has announced the night He read this, in his own hometown. Yeah. Yes. Hey, prisoners, you're released. Amen. If you were to go to the... What, do y'all have a penitentiary around here? Or what do you have a... Edmonton? If you were to go to Edmonton and, and go up there and, and on the PA system and say, all of y'all are free to go. <laughs> you think they'd stay? <laughs> but we do. Just like Jesse, isn't that a great 
sermon he preached one more night with the frogs, you know, like Pharaoh. Oh God, I'll just Moses, I'll just have, I'll just stay one more night with the frogs. Now that's stupid, but we do it. Oh, I can handle this. Look in the mirror when you get home, and say you can't. You may be big, you may be bad, but you can't handle this world on your own strength. If if that oh glory to God. If Jesus is not who he says he was, if they, if he's just a good man, like some religions and some people say, why hadn't there been any more like him? That's right. I've never been any more like him. There will be. Don't have to be. Glory to God. He did it all. Yeah. Amen. He preached, he announced release to the captives. That's good news if you're behind bars. That's good news if you're in bondage to sin. That's good news if you're locked in and you don't know which way is up and which way to how to get out. Release. Wow. Then he said, recovering of sight to the blind. I have to think about that word recovery. That means like you lost something that belongs to you. So sight belongs to you. And something somehow lost it. Physical, of course, and spiritually. We can lose our vision. And where the people have no vision, they perish. We've got to keep our vision. We've got to keep looking toward the cross. And if we remember some of these, all these things that we just are listing here, it'll help you be strong in the midst of your trouble. When the storm wind blows, you can say, Hey, my God says I'm free. Hey, my God says I don't have to be poor anymore. I'm rich in Him. He can do all things. Hey, Amen. I got my sight back. Glory to God. I can see my vision again. I can see my ministry again. How many ministers tonight are on the bottom crying their heart? I don't know how to get back. They think they're just gone, done with that. And God said, just come on back. They've lost their sight. They've lost their sight. All they have to do, and they know it, is remember what He says right here. Jesus says, I am anointed to get your sight back. To give it back to you. To give it back to you. How many people have we counseled and talked with and said, I've got so far away. There's no hope for me. I, I just, I can't seem to find my way. I'm, hey, I just want to, all, I, all you have to do, we don't really have to do anything, is just give them some word. All I have to do is say, look, do you realize that Jesus is the same? Yeah. Well, right here it says, He'll give you your sight back. He will. You mean I can see again? Yeah. And I personally think that spiritual blindness is worse than physical blindness. I have a first cousin whose daughter was kicked in the face by a horse and a beautiful girl. She was uh, 15, 16, lost sight, both eyes. And uh, now she's a doctor, not a medical doctor, but a doctor from what she got a degree in. She has a Ph.D. She has a baby, great husband. When you talk to her, she can see you better than I can see you. She has that insight. And um, 
talked with Mike, Mike Barber and I were sharing one night. He was on TV with a guy that was blind. He said, you know, Jimmy, that guy could see better than I could see. Because it's an insight. It's, it's in the spirit. And, buddy, I'm telling you, it's powerful. Jesus said, I'll give you sight back to you. You remember that night when God called you and explained to you and, and showed you your ministry and, and to put things in motion and now it's all filed up and you can't see? Yeah, Lord, I remember that. I want to tell you, I'll give you sight back. I'll give you sight back. Maybe some are here tonight. You just gave up on your call or whatever God may have for you. I don't know. But I don't, don't ever give up. God will give it back to you. Amen? Okay, then he says here, to set at liberty them that are bruised or to give freedom to those that have been crushed by life. We've all been crushed to some degree. Some crushed. But when you're crushed by life, buddy, I want to tell you something. There's a zillion people, zillion pieces on the floor. You're like Humpty Dumpty. That's you and that's me laying there. All the king's horses and all the king's... Couldn't put him back together again. And that's how you feel. The devil's screaming in your ear. You're just toast. You'll never get back. You'll just... I have destroyed you. I've taken everything away from you. You are absolutely, utterly destroyed. And you're just laying there in a zillion pieces. And I thought about that old crazy preacher from Mississippi. He told me one night that God would set me free from this destruction. Make me whole again. I think I'll start remembering that part instead of the bad part. That's where we foul up. Instead of looking at the possibilities of God, we begin to look at the impossibilities that's all around us. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can never make it. And you know what? Your relatives will help you. Not all of them, some of them. Your friends might help you. The people in the world help you a little bit. And I tell you, the worst bunch is the church-going bunch. They are really happy. So you'll never make it. They'll put you down. Not y'all, of course. But they're, I mean, no Christians like... I guess they're Christians. But anyway, church-goers, we're not going to get on that, that part. But they'll say, oh, man, you know, they'll put you down. They'll hang you out to dry. You and I, we could call up some instances from nationally known ministries that have had a failure and other nationally known ministries just crucify them on the TV. Well, I got news for you. That ain't God. Where is forgiveness? Where is restoration? Where is love? That's what God's after. The devil destroyed it and you're trying to... Oh, we don't get over to that. We go to preaching. Or meddling, one of the two. But anyway, that Jesus says, I will set you free from your destruction. Think about people who lost everything. All they needed was to stay hopeful. All they needed to know was, my God's going to free me from this situation. I'm going to, oh, glory. I'm going to get so strong. I'm going to be back stronger than I was before. I think I'll think about a man called Job. He got twice everything back except wives. And all the men said, yeah. Verse 19, to preach deliverance, to, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, or to proclaim, the Amplified says, the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord. The day, ever say the day. The day. 
The day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. I could stand some of that. Well, how can I get that work in my life? Just remember, just stand firm on what, on what Jesus said. He is my jubilee. He is my blesser, my one that gives me the favor. He is the one that takes care of me. And not just a little bit, not just to get by, but more than enough. He is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. He's going to get us through big time. Amen. And here it says, Jesus, the proclaimer. He proclaimed right here. My confession of a time. It says right here. The acceptable year of the Lord. I mean, you know, we have promises that maybe yet to come. He's coming back. Did y'all hear that rumor? <laughs> I think it's more than a rumor. Don't y'all? I think he really is coming back. But he hadn't come yet. So until he does, it's just future tense. Here it says, the acceptable year of the Lord. The day. He's talking about himself right here. And he goes on right after this to say, hey y'all. y'all get that y'all? You like y'all, don't you? That's, that's, the way, that's the only plural way to say you. Y'all. See, us Southerners, we got it down. I just want to announce to you, when we all get to heaven, we're going to speak Southern. <laughs> it's close to unknown tongues. <laughs> but here he's talking about a specific time, person, thing. It's tangible. He proclaimed. And what if the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords proclaims something tonight? I want to tell you He does. And it's going to be good news to you. Jesus says, I proclaim to you the day of salvation. And buddy, you know what salvation means. You've been taught well. But it'd do you good to look it up some more. Salvation and the day when I freely pour out, profusely pour out the free favors of God. I live in that day. Have you ever sat around and driving down the road in your truck or something and said, God, where'd you go? What next, God? Boy, I'm reading somebody's mail. Why am I looking at you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm glad we already took up the offering, glory to God. <laughs> glory to God. God, where'd you go? You know, if everything could go wrong, it went wrong. You had a flat tire on the side of the road. It's August in Mississippi. It's 125 degrees. The humidity is 140%. I mean, it's just wet. Miserable. And you're going, God. Of course, none of y'all have a day like that, have you? <laughs> you're just too ashamed to lift up your hand, glory to God. But God knows your heart. <laughs> hallelujah. I want to go there. Hallelujah. We say, where is God? Where'd you go? He hasn't moved. 
You know, I just said a while ago, Tilda and I, we've been married 41 years. That's a long time, isn't it? And when we were dating, I was in my daddy's 63 Chevrolet pickup six-cylinder with thick shift. It was almost new, too, back in those days. It was new back in those But, you know, she sat real close to me. Joshua, honey, you know, I saw a lot. And once I got in third gear, I put my arm around her. But until then, I had shift gears. I was glad we got automatic. Glory to God. And she sat close. But you know what? She rarely ever sits close anymore. I'm digging a hole for myself. And, you know, she might look at me and say, why are we sitting so far apart? And I said, I never moved. You did. And that's the way we are with God. We said, God, where are you? He said, I never moved. I am right here with you, full time, wide open. But you've let the enemy and all the circumstances and all the stuff cause you to move off of your faith. You've cut and run and you've gone back to your vomit. Keep going. Keep going. Hallelujah. All night. <laughs> they think Tracy Harris is here or something. <laughs> only, only Jonathan and Tracy can preach that long. I don't know as much as they do. <laughs> but if we remember those six things, that he's good news to the poor, that he can heal your broken heart, that He is the announcer of release to those that are captive. He recovers your sight. He gives freedom to those who have been crushed by life and has no voice left. No voice. You see, that's what the devil's after. Not just your job. He wants, he's out to get you, your wife, your kids, everything about you. He don't like anything about you. He wants to crush you like you never existed. But I got news for him. He's not going to win in Jesus' name. I declare that over me and all of us. Glory to God. All right. And also it says that Jesus is the proclaimer of the day of salvation when He freely pours out His free favors on us. Profusely. Profusely. Let's go in our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 3. As we think about those things, let us consider our apostle and high priest. Jesus proclaimed these things. We hear these things. It was He shared it through the gospel. In fact, he was reading Isaiah. He got the scroll and he found himself in the scripture. Whoa, that's a good news, all you out here in Radio Land. When you find yourself in the scripture, wow, just look out, devil. Jesus found himself in scripture in Isaiah 61. Amen. Have you found yourself in Scripture? You are the redeemed. You're the healed. You're the child of God. You're the woman of God. You're the man of God. You're blessed of the Lord. You and your seed shall be great on the earth. Whoa! You found yourself in the Word! What a blessing. That's ammunition, buddy. Boom! Knock the devil's lights out. Consider here in chapter 3, verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling... Now, he's speaking to who? The brethren. 
partakers of the heavenly calling. He's really getting fine with this. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession or confession, Christ Jesus. So what am I saying? I'm trying to wrap up what we just read in Luke 4. Think about those things. Hebrews 3.1, he says, Now brothers and sisters, all of you that are going to heaven, tasted a little bit of glory. Let me just remind you, consider Jesus, your apostle and high priest. Just, if you're having a bad day, i got a little bit of a tip for you. Just consider Jesus. Consider He's the apostle, the sent one, the special messenger. Ain't nobody like Him. Nobody's going to be more like Him. We just all His representatives. Amen. Glory to God. With His message. Let us consider the apostle and high priest. Christ Jesus. The anointed one of God. The anointed son of God. And he's anointed to do what? Preach the gospel to the poor. What? Recovering the sight. Heal the brokenhearted. Preach the deliverance to the captive. Give liberty or freedom to those who have been bruised, crushed for life. And to preach the year of jubilee that, hey, I am he... I am the one. I am the Jubilee. Amen. I am that time. You look in that time when you see me. Yes. Because I'm your Jubilee now. Right. When all your debts are canceled out. Amen. You see, he's talking spiritual terms, but it, goes, it filters over into the physical too. Yes. Amen. If you did away with the curse, then we got blessings left. Whoa! Glory to God! Yes. Some of us walk around looking for a curse. <laughs> I got news for you. I think Jesus said, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Well, why am I looking for the curse? I'm not looking, I'm looking for some good stuff. I'm looking for blessings from heaven. I'm looking for the word that says, glory be to God, you're the head, not the tail. You are somebody now because Jesus lives in you. Wow. What a blessing. So I think I'll consider Jesus. He's worthy. He's worthy of consideration, don't you think? And like I said a while ago, if he's just a good man, why hadn't it been more like him? <laughs> there ain't no argument to that. Oh, everything about me on the inside says, empty tomb. <laughs> everything inside of me says, the third day he rose from the dead. Everything about me says, his blood has cleansed you from sin and forgiven you. Oh, everything about me says, by that stripe on his back, I am healed. Oh, everything about him says, there's no more curse. You're going to be fine. You're going to be great. Your children are going to be great. Your grandchildren. By the way, y'all know we got two grandgirls? You'll hear more about them before we leave. Glory to God. Being unmovable. If we're going to accomplish God's plan for our lives, we need to know how to stand against opposition. We're naive if we think this word of faith that we preach does not have to be worked. Timothy says, fight the good fight of faith. There is a fight out there. The devil comes immediately to steal the word. Amen? We know these things. So let's don't be naive and think it's not going to happen. He'll try. But he don't have to win. In fact, he's not going to... Because you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to stop saying, hmm, 
think I consider Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, um, didn't you say you were anointed so I don't have to be poor anymore in any shape, form, or fashion? Jesus, didn't you say that you'd restore my sight? Jesus, didn't you say that when it looks like I've been crushed by life, that you would give me freedom from that? Freedom from devastation? Jesus, didn't you say uh, that I'm free and free indeed? I'm free from addiction. I'm free from sin. Oh, yeah. Because my Bible says, I've been delivered from the power of darkness. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And translated into the kingdom into God's kingdom of God's dear son Jesus. Yeah. So I'm free, free indeed. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. The blood works. Yes, Confess your sins. Glory to God. He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. Amen. Get up, dust your britches off, and keep going again. Amen. Amen. You're not that old person you used to be. You don't have that sinful nature anymore. But the devil will tell you to. He'll put a number on you if you'll let him. But don't let him. He'll say, I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be moved. Until we say the benediction. <laughs> if we're going to accomplish God's plan for our, for our lives, we need to know how to stand against opposition. One of the secrets to our success will be learning how to remain unmovable when people and circumstances come against us. When we start looking at the possibilities of God, the possibilities of healing, the possibilities of deliverance, the possibility of success, the possibility of victory, we'll see our situation change. Everything we see in the natural is subject to change. Look not at those things which can be seen, but look at those things which cannot be seen because the things you see are temporary. Things you can't see are eternal. I got an eternal truth. My God lives. And He lives for me. He'll fight my battles. He will. Yes, He will. He has, He is, and He will. Amen. Let's look at one example. We'll close. An example of being overwhelmed with opposition, overwhelmed with Circumstance. God's people were in Egypt for 400 years in slavery. And God heard their cry. He said, I will deliver. He sent a man by the name of Moses who stammered. You know what? We look at ourselves. I'm limited. I can't do that, God. God finds, okay, I'll send your brother with you too. <laughs> so Aaron came along but anyway Moses was the man that God called so Moses comes down and you know all the miracles he, he dealt with Pharaoh and all the things that went on finally uh, after the death angel and the Passover and all that stuff that you know all about anyway happened and Pharaoh said you're free to go and they took Passover and I always we, when we do communion we do it standing up you can do it whatever because they said in um and in the Bible that when you take this communion to Passover, be, eat, eat and drink dressed, ready to go because you are delivered. Amen. So, whatever. So when, they, when Pharaoh declared that they were free to go, 
But they took off. They got a little ways outside town. They said, oh yeah, um, women, y'all go back and get what you need. You know, God sent the, sent the women back to get the goods. They plundered everybody. And it's typical. I mean, it's very, it's, it's true today. Now, I mean, really truly, you just think about it. Now, uh, you can go to a, uh, through a drive-in McDonald's or something and order a a number a happy meal. I think it's a happy meal. And uh, I order number one, and that's with fries, you know. And you, you pull out, get out on the street, and get a little place up the road, and she's opening the bag. I forgot my fries. Turn around and go get them. Fries, just keep going. No, men, we just keep going, don't we? We would never turn back and go back. But no, the women, they going back for their fries, buddy. <laughs> hey, pay they going to get their fries. They go buy something on sale and carry it back tomorrow. Because they got a better sale. I'm going, what? Well, they had 40% off today and I bought it tomorrow. They got, next day they got it for 50%. Go back. I'm taking it back. What? It's in their DNA. So they went back and got, they got all the jewels. They got the china. They got it all. Came out with it. Here they go, boogity booty across the desert. Bunch of After a while, Pharaoh, God said, I'm going to harden his heart. He's going to go get him because he's, what did we mean doing something so stupid? Letting him go. Well, I mean, the firstborn are all dead. I mean, he's pretty stupid. But anyway. He, after all, he wants to sleep one more night with the frogs. He ain't real bright. So anyway, <laughs> so here he goes, you know, his, his army and everything chasing after him. Well, where are they now? They're over camped out by the Red Sea. They got the Red Sea in front of them, and look back here comes Pharaoh and all his army, and they got mountains and desert and whatever all around. So what are we going to do now? They're in a pickle. I said that the other night in church. In a pickle. How do you get in a pickle? <laughs> get in a pickle. How do we? Where did that saying come from? Had to be from. It had to be from Arkansas. It couldn't have come from Mississippi. <laughs> Exodus chapter fourteen. We won't be here for just a minute. Exodus chapter fourteen. I'll beat you there because I have my string in there. Glory to God. Verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Well, okay. But verse 11. And they said to Moses... Why do they always jump on the preachers? I don't understand. That's an inside joke, glory to God. Kick the back of your choir rope. Hallelujah. <laughs> and they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, has thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? I had that person in my office one day. He was a repeat offender. 
Everywhere he looked, he saw Pharaoh coming. And he had nowhere to go. He had no faith. It's always your fault, preacher. You guys in this, now get us out. You want to build that building. You want to buy that van. You want to do this. <laughs> it's taking us away to die in wilderness. Wherefore hast thou dealt, thou hast dealt thus, whoa, let me back up. Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out, that's King James, I, I know, I was telling John, why did I quote stuff in King James? I can't quote it in any other version or it translates it King James. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just my age, you think? Anyway, for all you young whippersnappers out here, strike that from the record. And Moses said to the people, Fear ye not. Stand still. Let me say stand still. That means you're not going to be moved. The first message I ever preached a long, long time ago in a land far, far away. <laughs> well, it really is. It's a long time ago and Mississippi is a long, long way ago. Okay. Stand still. The message I preached was he, took my, he lifted my feet out of the miry clay and set my feet on a rock to stay and put a new song in my heart. Whoa! Hallelujah! Put my feet on a rock to stay. All right. Stand still, Moses said. Why is it we want to cut and run? Why is it we panic? Because we let our emotions and what we see in our senses overrun and dominate us when our faith man said, Whoa, time out! Consider Jesus! Whoa! Hallelujah. The one that walked on the water. Hey, I got a cool idea though. Josh and I we were talking yesterday. I had this great revelation. He was talking about walking on the water. We saw a frozen lake and a frozen pond river. I said, I'm going to do that when we get home. I'm going to walk on the ice. Hey, I'm walking on water. It just happens to be frozen at the moment. <laughs> Give me a vibe on that. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all can do that all winter up here. I think it would be a great way to get people to your church. Hey, next Sunday we're going to go out and walk on the water. <laughs> Fill the church. Come see. You wouldn't be lying. You're walking on water, just froze. Y'all even fish on that stuff. You cut a hole in it. Y'all even drive a truck on it. I'm going, whoa. Y'all crazy or brave one. I don't know. <laughs> but Moses <laughs> said to the people, Fear not, stand still. See the salvation of the Lord, which He will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. It was say, wow, what a man of God. What a preacher. What a pastor. Amen. Yeah, he's a pastor. Taking care of his sheep. Come to him. Pastor, we didn't have no graves in Egypt. Brothers out here to die. Stand still. Fear not. The enemy you see today, you won't ever see again. Okay, that's verse what? 13. Let us read verse 14. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Yes, hallelujah. Now verse 15. 
And the Lord said to Moses, I think some time goes by between verse 14 and verse 15. Because now the preacher doesn't shout his mouth off and said, Fear not. <laughs> now he said, Now God said, Moses, wherefore cry to me? I think he's going back in the tent. Okay, now God, get us out of this. I don't know my big mouth. You got to deliver. <laughs> I'm in a pickle. It's a big green one too. What am I going to do, God? I done told him. I done told him he's going to have barbecue. We ain't got no meat to eat. The caterer's not coming. God says, why are you crying to me? There's some space, there's some time going on between 14 and 15. He says, speak to the children of Israel. that they go forward. Now, if I were Moses... Having the benefit of complete hindsight, I would have said verse 15 right up to verse 12. I'd have talked to God first. Then I'd have shot my mouth off. What about you, Joshua? Well, but sometimes we don't. I ain't going to hurt you. Don't I pull your foot back? I ain't going to hurt you. <laughs> but anyway, Moses goes, he's talking to God. God said, Why are you crying to me? Just tell the children to go forward. What's forward? The Red Sea. You see, God's not in the backing up. He done told Pharaoh what he's going to do to him. He did it. And you ain't getting them, dude. These are my people. So, just tell the people to go forward. Lift up your rod. Stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. What's the deal? What's the problem now? <laughs> nothing to it. There's nothing to this. I'll just speak to the sea. Part. I want to go across. Yeah. Easier said than done. Glory to God. But you know, sometimes we get boxed in. Where is God telling him to go anyway? To the promised land. Don't back up on the promised land. You go where God says to go. He got in the boat and says, boys, let's go to the other side. Big storm came up. They thought they were going to drown. Now, these are experienced fishermen. And water's coming in the boat. They wait, Jesus, don't you care that we're going to drown? He gets up, rebukes the wind, peace be still, and immediately they're at the other side. Go figure that one out. Though God can do things. But we have to act on what He says. We have to consider what He said. I consider the fact He said, I don't have to be poor anymore. I consider the fact, I, if my body, if my life is crushed, I can be free of that. I consider that. Amen? Amen. Lift up the rod, stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. So what happened? Moses did what God said. And he took his rod and stretched it out. Stretched out his hand. Water divided. Ground dried up. It went across. Jonathan, how many of them was it? A million or two? 
More than three. Yeah. <laughs> Anything over three is a crowd. Glory to God. Yeah. So there's a lot of them went across on dry ground. Where they headed? Promised land. Where are you headed? Oh, you're promised. Yeah, you're promised land. But you know, it may be a day. It looks like you can't go forward and your enemy's right on your heels. What are you going to do? You lift up that rod of authority and say, in the name of Jesus, water, you better part. I'm coming through. I'm going to the other side. I'm like Elijah. He got it. Elijah's mantle and he hit the water and said, where's the Lord God of Israel? The water parted. And he went across. So, now what happens? What's the end of this story? Here comes Pharaoh in after him. What happened? They all drowned. And they saw him no more. They never saw him again. I've heard stories, you know, these uh, theologians or some of these other guys say that was just a six inches of water, you know. The water's real shallow. And God parted that with a strong wind and they went across. I said, that's fine. Tell me though, how did all those horses drown in six inches of water? They ain't got over that hump yet. I don't know. I don't think they will. Because I don't think they know what they're talking about. So, be unmovable. Be steadfast. And realize the enemy's out there. Don't be naive. But he shouldn't cause you any sleepless nights. Nor me. But he has before. Why? I stopped considering Jesus. I stopped considering the fact that he is my rear guard. He's the one that goes before me, after me. He is the one that's for me, with me, and in me. He's the one that fights my battles. He's the one that answers the church daily, not me. He's the one that says, I'll bless you coming in and going out. He's the one that said all these things about me. Well, glory to God, what am I worried about? If he can't handle church, do I think I can? I mean, consider Jesus. So, what about you? We're going to consider Jesus, aren't we? We're going to just believe God and when things want to come our way that won't be a roadblock or a hindrance or try to steal, kill, and destroy consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of your confession he is and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever and I'll remember those things he's anointed to do just what I need to get me out of this trouble. Whoa! Glory to God! If that's not enough, I'm going to call you. That's not going to be the end of it. Don't don't interrupt, Brownie. I'm going to call you. And I want you to agree with me. Say, get up. We're going to agree. God's going to get you through these things. Amen? Because I'm going to tell you something. Listen up. We're stronger. I said like, we are better together than we are alone. You think you can handle it by yourself? You can't. We all need somebody sometimes. I guarantee you. Isn't that right, Brownie? Isn't that right, Ann? Amen. Amen. God is good. Let's all stand to our feet, could we?
Hallelujah. We've all seen the dust of the enemy coming after us. We've all had our feet on the fire and we've all been there. But just look around the room tonight. You're winners. You made it. Still got some battles in front of us. But we made it. We're going to keep on making it. Why? We considered Jesus. We thank God for good teaching. We thank God for good churches. We thank God for each other. We thank God for His presence. We thank God for His Word. Gets us through every time. But tonight, Father, forgive me. Forgive any of us, Lord God. For the times we've been weak. And Lord, we've given in. We've cut and run. But Lord, you keep calling us back. So Lord, right now, for anyone that's here tonight that needs that second opinion, if it could be said like that, to back up the word, it's true. Just come on back home. He'll take you just like you are. And He'll make it right. He'll give your vision back to you. Your dream, your destiny, He'll give it all back to you. He'll restore your soul. He'll, give you, he'll, he'll heal you in every way. And He'll tell you, you don't have to be poor anymore because you got me. And He'll pick you up. And He'll hold you. That's for all of us. And Father, I repent of that. And Lord, we receive that tonight. And Lord God, I thank You that You've forgiven us. And Lord God, You have restored us. And we've gotten up. We're on our two feet. We're going forward. Now Father, help us to always consider Jesus. To consider the Word. The Word of faith which is neither even in my mouth. The Word of faith which we preach. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world according to 1 John 5, 4. So, Lord God, we release our faith tonight and declare that Jesus is Lord of our lives and we're blessed. And, Father, I, Lord, we've covered so much. But, Lord, even going back to Luke 4, it covers every area of our life. Lord God, tonight, we consider Jesus and we accept and receive our healing. We accept and receive our deliverance. Deliverance from family crisis, from addiction, from whatever it might be. Well, we claim Jesus. He's our deliverer. We claim it tonight. Lord, we claim tonight and receive everything that you have for us. That we're the blessed. Oh, you freely pour out blessings on us because you are our jubilee. Lord, we consider You tonight, Lord Jesus. Oh, we consider that on the cross You were considering me. And tonight, at the crossroad of my life, I consider You. And I choose You to show up, show out in my life. Lord God, that we'll step up. That we'll step out and step into Your blessings. And Lord God, woo. The strength that's restored to us. The hope and the dreams and the destiny. And Lord God, my dream, my destiny is in your memory. You've all, you know what it is. You've already been there and Lord, it's going to come out right. 
So now, Lord, we declare and confess that Jesus is our Lord. And there is no other like Him. There is no other other person can come near. And we have no other gods before us. Jesus is our Lord. And we bow our knee, confess with our mouth that He is Lord. That name is above every name that is named. Thank You for it, Lord Jesus. We receive it tonight. And we leave this place full of hope, full of encouragement, full of courage, full of a new vision, freshness, an anointing. Lord God, that we are who we are in Christ Jesus. And Lord, we're not a victim. We're the victors. We're not a faith failure. We're a faith giant. And Lord God, Your Word works. And Lord God, we receive it. And we declare we will fulfill our assignment and our and accomplish our destiny. Yes. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.